The Roles We Play is written and performed by me, Leanna Bertrand, and brought to you by Anchor. Episode 7, The Picture of Lucy Hansen. The victory feels very short-lived. I was able to get to the same place again, though slightly less intense without Lucy in front of me, but I ended up with a tape I was happy with and actually eager to use. For the first time in a while, I felt like I was actually getting somewhere. And then I remembered that Lucy left. Not just the room, not just the apartment, but the whole complex. She did come back eventually with pizza to celebrate, but I'd seen the way she looked at me before she left. And I'm still thinking about it. It's weird to see her so on the defensive. That's usually my spot. Lucy, Sybil, and I are sitting close together, and Finn is between Lucy and I as a sort of buffer without realizing it. But Lucy isn't even sitting near Finn. We're all on the floor like the indecent gay little heathens that we are, and she's sitting on the couch like a normal person. Jokes aside, she just looks so... removed. Is it really my fault? I was saying words on a page. I made them my own for a moment. What did I do? Why is something gnawing at my insides when things are supposed to be fine, all things considered? We're hanging out. No one is being weird. What's the problem? Eventually, Finn gets up to toss his plate, and he nudges my arm on the way over to the bin. Come help me take out the trash, he says. I follow him out. I notice that his trash isn't close to full at all, and quickly realize that later is now. Well, at least Lucy Sybil and Lucy can kind of get to know each other more with us gone. I'm getting used to leaving Lucy Sybil alone with other people so she can start to create relationships outside of me. Okay, technically the two people she's creating relationships with are in relation to me, but this way she learns more about people rather than stepping out completely naive. She's already adapting great to modernity in general. The labyrinth of social networks, though? A different thing entirely. Finn knots the bag and tosses it into the dumpster. We walk back towards his apartment, but we stop at the foot of the stairs. He sits down and pats the space beside him. The idea of lounging on these very unhygienic slabs of stone is not at all appealing to me, but I sit anyway. Moment of truth, I guess. So, Lucy, Finn says. Yeah, um, feel free to tell her we talked after and maybe she'll tell you her side, I say. I don't want to be your only source. Already planning on it, Finn says. Come on, paint me a picture. Was that on purpose? Maybe? That doesn't even make sense. You were Dorian. Paint. Okay, I'll paint. I try to think of where to start. Do I take him pre-picture or right after what happened after I left the Collins Theater the night of that particular performance? Do I show him the year I spent isolated hitting my head against the wall before deciding to move states? No, he just asked about Lucy. He doesn't need to see the other parts. I can't make this about me. I always make this shit about me. I'll jump around in time, but only to the relevant parts. I guess we'll start from where I ran off to my car, I say. 
good because that was weird, Finn says. You knew I liked her then, right? I knew, she knew, the entire department knew. You were about as subtle as a freight train, Emmy. Wow, thanks. <laughs> anyway, I ran off because she was basically acting like nothing happened the night before, and I didn't know how to deal with it, much like most of the things that happened to me in general. What happened the night before? Finn asks. Uh, that's bordering on too much information. Did your clothes stay on? Mostly. So? Fine. If it helps with context, fine, I say. I was helping her do some last-minute rehearsal in the girls' dressing room. Apparently your director added an extra scene where Sybil confesses her love for Dorian to a friend. She had me play the friend, obviously. Anyway, it was really late and we were both tired and in the building way longer than anyone should be. Delirious as anything. And the way she said her lines really moved me in the moment and I just... Kissed her. She kissed me back. We heard someone in the hall before we got any further. Okay, that explains why you were so awkward in the lobby, Finn says. Still doesn't explain everything else. I'm getting there, I say. So, yeah, that's why I ran out. But Lucy followed me to my car. The short version is that we picked up where we left off the night before, in my car, and then back at my apartment. I will spare you the unnecessary details. I could have treated it like nothing, but... She, uh, told me she loved me, looked me in the eyes and everything. And in the moment, it felt like it was true. But then the next day, she basically told me that it was all a mistake, that she didn't mean what she was saying, she didn't even know what she was saying, all that jazz. And before you make fun of me for misinterpreting what I now realize was a one-night stand, a bunch of shitty things happened before Lucy. That was just the last thing that pushed me over. Nothing meant anything anymore. There's still something you're not telling me, Finn presses. <laughs> you're really going to make me say it, I ask. Isn't it obvious? I want to hear it from you, Finn says. I was in love with her. I don't think there was ever a moment where I thought of her as just my friend. Finn nods. That makes sense, actually, he says. I don't know if this helps to know now, but there was no added scene. Wait, what? Yeah, no. The director was very set on following this new script. If we added or forgot lines, he got super upset and made us start entire runs over. So... Lucy made that scene up, Finn finishes for me, because I don't remember that scene making it into any of our runs. He leans back onto the stairs. Did she even show you a script? Or give you any lines? No. My character didn't have any lines, it was just a monologue. Okay. Do you remember any of that monologue? Um. Uh, oh, yeah. She said something along the lines of, I love you, but I'm afraid to say it because this is new and scary, and I've never felt this way before in my life. Finn pinches the bridge of his nose, then throws his hands up. 
He keeps looking like he's about to say something, but he pulls back, then starts over again, fidgeting the entire time. I have no idea why he's squirming around like that. Finn, help me. I can't read your mind. He finally stops moving and sits relatively still and just fixes me with the most deadpan stare I've ever seen on him. Emmeline Song. You and Lucy are the embodiment of clueless, useless lesbians. Somehow, that outburst made things less clear. Elaborate. Lucy was confessing to you, Finn says, as herself, not as Civil Vane, as Lucy Flippin' Hansen. <laughs> Lucy is not in love with me. I'm not saying now, but back then, highly likely. I roll my eyes, but Finn carries on. I've known her longer than you have. Lucy isn't direct with that kind of stuff. It scares her. Like, a lot. Doesn't it make sense that she'd find a different way to say something like that? Okay, Finn's right. I am a clueless, useless lesbian. But what happened after doesn't add up with that. Okay, say she was. But she took it back after, I point out. She probably got scared, Finn says. I wouldn't be surprised. I glance up towards Finn's apartment, knowing that both Lucy and Lucy Sybil are inside, talking about whatever. How do you think she feels now? I'm not going to speak for her. Give it your best guess. Why? You're with someone else now. He's right again. Why do I care? I'm just curious. Wait. Finn freezes. Like, actually freezes. He turns to me slowly. Lucy Sybil. That's my girlfriend, yes. Lucy Sybil. Uh, she's not Beetlejuice. She won't appear if you keep doing that. Emmy, shush! I'm thinking. He sits and thinks for a moment, then runs up the stairs. I hear him unlock his door, run inside. Then it's quiet for a few seconds. Then he comes thundering down the stairs with another trash bag. That's empty. Finn, what the- He starts pacing, swinging the empty trash bag around. Wait. It all makes so- How did I not figure this out? Figure what out? He stops mid-step. I know what Lucy Sybil is. <laughs> no. There's no way. Lucy Sybil doesn't even act like a demon. That's the whole point of her. For her to be whatever I want her to be. She's learned enough about modern life through deep dives with me where she doesn't stick out too much anymore. She doesn't have horns or a tail or some funky eye color, so no way Finn's figured this out. No way. He must think that she's something else, and whatever that is, it can't be good. Not with how frantic he's getting. Oh my god. She's not a what. She's a lookalike, sure, but she's also a person, I say, trying to head off whatever crazy idea he's thinking of. Yeah, a lookalike of Lucy. Specifically, the way Lucy looked the night of the picture of Dorian Gray performance. As Sybil Vane. And she acts like her, too. All of Lucy's choices for that character realized into one person. That's all too much for a coincidence or a method actor you could have hired. I would know, considering all the time I spent with her in rehearsal. I want to say something, but my throat feels like it's closing up. 
He's piecing it together when it should have been impossible. And now he's going to think I'm crazy. Finn crouches in front of me. His eyes are wide. His face is drained of all color. You made a Faustian bargain. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Roles We Play. We'll be back next week. See you then.